Broadcasting live from SHRM 2022 at the New Orleans Convention Center, it's time for Workplace MVP, brought to you by R3 Continuum, a global leader in helping workplaces thrive during disruptive times. Now, here's your host. Hi, everyone. Your host, Amy Gassman, here with R3. Uh, goodness sakes, it's been a long day already at SHRM 2022's Expo Hall. And I am here at our sponsor, R3 Continuum's booth. And with me is Jess Miller Merrill. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be back. Yeah. We're like conference besties now. Yes, we are. And LinkedIn besties. We've known each other for a while socially on social media. Agreed, agreed. <laughs> so tell us a little bit again, just remind us a little bit of your background, just for any listeners that might be listening to this firsthand, because I know you run work all. So share what that is and kind of talk to us a little bit. So Workology is a destination, a, a training and learning destination for really the entire human resources industry. We help HR professionals be their best selves with a lot of digital resources and training. And we also help HR technology companies and vendors, people who are in the industry that aren't necessarily practitioners, learn and understand about the HR space because shocking news it's incredibly complex what we do and it only has gotten more complex in you know this thing called the COVID. Yes and I know you what we want to talk about today that I think is really exciting because anytime you got research and data that can help like business leaders especially like an HR leader to make some decisions or kind of know what might be coming is, is always exciting and, and really useful. So you've done some research. Tell us a little bit about that. I have. So I I have been, I'm such a nerd about just our industry. I absolutely love this space. And in 2020, I've had a podcast for now eight years, but in 2020, when we were all buckled down, you know, in our homes, I started interviewing heads of HR and on the podcast for a, a series called the CHRO podcast series. And so over with Workology. And so what I decided was like, I needed more information than just anecdotal interviews with CHROs, which we have now 50 of these interviews. So I launched a survey. And so it's called HR Benchmark Survey. And and if you're like, wow, this is cool. What the heck is this? HRBenchmarkSurvey.com is where to go. And there are 30 questions. It is geared towards heads of HR and senior HR leaders for them to let the community know about what is happening in their world as an HR leader. I I think we see each other at events, but we don't, I want to know like not one-on-one, but with, with many different responses, as many as possible, what are the trends? What are we seeing in HR and how is our job, our responsibilities uh, transforming? Because it really, really is. We are now in, we're leading executive meetings because of COVID and all the changes that have happened. And I want to make sure that we keep being a part of these conversations because you and I know, and working in the HR space, it's incredibly important what we do. It's not always understood fully the impact we have. So that's what the survey and the research I've done is all about. Yeah, I love that. I always kind of say you're kind of secretly the 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 heroes in the workplace that nobody knew was the hero, right? <laughs> They're helping with so many different things. I know I, I consider my HR team definitely my heroes because they help me do a better job as a leader. So um, in looking at COVID, I think, would you agree, and maybe your research has told you this, that um, more organizations due to the, the ways they had to shift and pivot with the changes with COVID in response to it, but then also now kind of coming into this like endemic, they're talking about the changes to the work environment 
do you think that HR is being seen in a different light in terms of value than ever before? I, I anecdotally, yes. We are, like I said, leading conversations. And I do think all the economic changes and the shifts and then the Omicron coming in have really made us have to be incredibly nimble and flexible. And businesses with teams of people and, and leaders aren't always those things. But now in this current environment for whatever is coming next, we have to continue that. And my hope is that we learn from uh, the mistakes, the failures. Those are all moments of opportunity for us to grow. And I, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, I think about that for myself. Like when something doesn't go right, it's an opportunity to learn for next time, for mm-hmm. for the next time we launch or a new product or a new conversation that I have, like in a podcast interview, right? Like yeah. I wasn't always great at podcast interviews. And I, my first one over eight years ago on my podcast, the Workology podcast, not great. So it takes time and yeah. you have to learn from each you know, lesson. There's a lesson there. And, yeah. and I think that's what we have learned from this is we have to be prepared for the unexpected. Yeah. Like the silver lining in it. So let's dive into the research a little bit. So I know you've got some some results, you know, start where you, what were some of the findings you, you gathered from that research? So uh, for the nerdy HR geek in me, I really just wanted to know what is important to HR leaders. And so we asked a lot of different questions, there are 30 different questions on there, but I asked about their teams, their organizations, how big they were, what their job title was, which for me, I really wanted to understand why are there t- two different job titles? There's typically for a senior HR person, there's typically a chief people officer, or a VP of HR, well, there's a third, or the chief HR officer. What does that mean exactly? And and what, is this a new position? Is this a new title? What's changing? So um, the majority of our respondents, which we had 457, uh, identified as a VP of human resources primarily. Uh, we had a number of chief people officers. Of course, we had some chief HR officers, but those are really the majority of the titles. There was also like a VP of talent and management, which I thought was kind of interesting um, from the survey results. But I think that's what makes it challenging for uh, selling in, in our industry, number one, because everybody has a different job title and then connecting with the right person who is actually the head of, of human resources. I was also really interested in the HR to employee ratio um, I'm still working on that data because I want to be able to see are there differences in verticals or segments or company sizes. So the nerd in me is like, yes, the more responses I get, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the really interesting parts of the research was initiatives. So I'm, and I'm interested in seeing how this changes over time. But we found or the HR responses in the survey said that they have 11 different initiatives or priorities for HR. And if I think about my day and what I try to do as an HR leader, 11 sounds like a lot. Mm -hmm. How do you manage all those things? So when I am communicating this information to the CEO, and I'm interested to see how this evolves over time, but there are 11 priorities that the average HR leader is focused on. So if you're focusing on 25 compared to this information that we have here, um, you have a lot more, three times, you know, almost uh, the priorities, but they're very vast. We have talent, we have recruiting, we have retention, we have upskilling, we have payroll processing, all these different things. Um, And that's really one of the biggest challenges of the HR role is it is so diverse. You have to be an expert 
in so many different areas. In fact, 11. Yeah. That's crazy. And not to mention like the day job, right? <laughs> 11 sounds like it's just the projects that they're working through. And goodness sakes. Yeah, because then you have the individualized thing. Right. So maybe uh, one of your top priorities is retention. But within retention, you might have three or different, three or four different projects that you're focused yeah. on. Maybe you're launching some pulse surveys. Maybe you're uh, doing some skip level interviews or, or, or some different programs. How do we manage and balance all those things? I really think that HR leaders are really super secret project managers um, mm -hmm. <laughs> because you really have to be able to organize yourself, your team, and then all the other members who are involved in the organization who are part of these programs. Because it's not just HR who's doing the things. It is the frontline managers who are really executing the plans and the programs that we are putting together. Yeah, that's amazing. So now this is the first time you've done the research. And are you looking to do this kind of on an annual basis so that people can see trending reports or? So I want to do quarterly. Okay. Because wow. I feel like COVID has taught me anything. It's that we have to be flexible, right? Mm -hmm. So um, this is done quarterly. My goal is for us to have, you know, as many responses that we can receive, which is one of the reasons why I was excited to be on the podcast because I need your help. I need everybody's help to help contribute because the more people we have to complete the survey, the more information I have to share and the better our data and results will be. So um, we'll be doing it quarterly. I, I want to just go back for just a second. I yeah. talked about the 11 initiatives. So there's four primary. This is right now. I'm so excited to see how this changes next quarter for us. Yeah. The number one initiative is onboarding which is not surprising because we're hiring all these people, right? right? Like we've had a lot of turnover, the great resignation. The next one is culture and employee engagement. Also not surprising. Right. Yeah. But then number three is recruiting. Okay. And then our fourth one is uh, employee experience. Interesting. So I feel like HR really has, in, in the top four anyway, there are two different, like a foot in a different area. Like we're on the culture retention side, but then, oh, we have to hire all these people. Um, so how do we do all these things? And then upskilling is also very high on the list too. So it's very retention and uh, recruiting focus for us right now. And it's so interesting because, and, and I love hearing the, the whole employee experience because I've heard a lot about that lately, you know, just creating those environments and the work environments that makes it hard for an employee to leave. And so your, your, your data seems reflecting very similar to that, that kind of thinking of, I need to recruit these people, but I also need to make sure I create a great experience where I can retain them at the same time. I call it the leaky bucket syndrome, really, because we are filling up a bucket with water and there is always a hole. And that's the turnover that we're having in our organization. So with the great resignation, uh, our hole was very, very big. And it still might be. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to jobs and then six months in saying, ah, this wasn't the right place for me. And they're either, I have a number of friends who are returning back to their original organization. So they're a boomerang employee or mm. they have made some choices and they said, okay, my priorities have shifted even more. These are the kind of things I, I do want in an employer. I'm going to go over here to this other place now. And, and HR people are switching jobs too. Um, a, a number of our survey respondents, a high, a very high number had are less than a year in the role. And frankly, based on my LinkedIn right now, I think that that number is even like so many people have changed jobs and they are less than six months in. I, I have 
I don't even know. The number of congratulations I send out every day for new people in the space who are in these chief HR officer roles is um, so many. And I feel like if you're having turnover in that head of HR role, there is really something serious with your organization that you need to take some reflection because if you can't retain the person who's supposed to be in charge of onboarding, retention, employee experience, et cetera, et cetera, how are you going to be able to retain any of your workforce? Yeah, you can't. I mean, your HR leader kind of helps to set the tone of that culture in a way. I mean, it starts at the top. I mean, it's all executive leadership, but like your HR people drive a lot of that. Yeah, and we're the one who are having those conversations with yeah. the executive team and reminding mm-hmm. them about these things. Yes, I think every leader should be responsible for turnover and in culture, but we are the keepers of those metrics and, and, mm-hmm. and information and those programs, really. Yeah. So in looking at your research, if somebody wanted to get get access to the research or to get access to Workology, how do they, how do, they get, do that? Well, uh just Workology in general is really easy. It's Workology.com. And um, I have over 8,000 published resources there on the website. I've been wow. doing this a little while. Uh, we really shine for online training in the area of HR certification and HR personal development. Um, so you can go to Workology.com for that information. If you're like, wow, this is great. I want to know more information about the survey. The best place to go is hrbenchmarksurvey.com. One of the interesting things that I'm seeing HR leaders who take the survey, so you have to complete the survey, and then we're sending you a copy of the results. So complete that, and then we'll get you the information. But a lot of our HR pros who have uh, access to report and the preliminary data have been using this to have conversations with their executive team about here's how my HR department needs to be set up, or here's what my peers are doing on their HR teams. It's really important for me to make sure that we are still leading these conversations long after COVID is in the rearview mirror. So this data is designed for us to help make that happen because I don't want to hear more about HR trying to get a seat at the table. We are at the table and I want us to be able to stay there. Yeah, at the table and now have the data to help back up what you've been saying and doing. Absolutely. Yeah, amazing. Well, you hear, heard it here. Check out Workology.com and definitely get that HR benchmark survey. Thank you so much for stopping by, Jess. It's always a pleasure to see you. It is. I love this conference. I love that you all do the podcast here at the conference. I think it's fantastic. And it's such a great way to, to get to know you and the Continuum team better. Yeah. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on Workplace MVP. R3 Continuum is a proud sponsor of this show and is delighted to celebrate most valuable professionals who work diligently to secure safe workplaces where employees can thrive.